Welcome to another episode of the Home Run Porch Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Madison. And we have a special guest today. Special guest. I brought in a, an <laughs> expert. Well, I don't know if he's an expert, but a friend of mine, uh, Miles Barnum, who is a Twins fan extraordinaire, and he's a buddy of mine. And we were talking yesterday about all the tw- the the players the Twins picked up at the trade deadline, yeah. and which was a week ago. And which was awesome. So welcome, Miles, to the Thank podcast. Thank you, Kevin, Madison. Good to meet you. It's great to be here. Yes. Okay, so tell us your thoughts on who they picked. Who they picked well, up. you know, I, I've, I've said this a couple of times, and I get super nerdy online because I go on Twins Daily all the time. <laughs> and I read all the comments, and once in a while I'll say something trolly. But for the most part, I'm just, you know, trying to keep everybody positive because, you know, Minnesota sports fans are just so negative all the time. Yeah. Vikings fans are the worst, but Twins fans are also just like, no matter what, we did the worst thing. So I've been responding a lot online to people's comments saying, because people are like, oh, we should have gone for, you know, Montas and Castillo and given up everything to go for it this year. And I think more than anything else, I think we just, um, we were reasonable in terms of what we went for without giving up a ton, but we got the most return on any trade deadline of my lifetime and maybe ever for the Twins organization. Well, we knew we wanted one thing, which was middle inning relief. Yep. And we talked about that before. That yeah, was the yeah. big thing was we knew Last we needed middle inning. Yeah. yeah. And they went out and got it. They yeah, did. and not only that, we needed two guys in the bullpen yep. and one starter. Yep. And I, a couple people asked me, they're like, well, who are we going to get starter-wise? I was like, if we get the fourth to the sixth best starter, we did all right. And It's funny because I don't – I'm not – a, a National League f- a person. I don't know a lot about the National League, but you, when you and I talked the other day about who we picked up, I didn't know most of the guys, and you're like, no, no, this is good, this is good, and you started going through the guys, <laughs> yeah. and you had these obscure stats, and I'm like, well, what did we give up? I knew we gave up mainly minor leaguers, and you know all the minor league stuff, and you're like, well, this, there's, and I'm like, I don't know any of those people, so... <laughs> So give us your rating. Tell us what, what was good about the trade. Well, we I mean, up. the biggest thing is that we were very we – were, it was unfortunate that Royce Lewis got injured. That yeah. was a, a sad situation. He's been playing great. You know, they had to put him in center to figure out a way to get him on the ball field. He mm-hmm. gets injured. But the silver lining of that is it brought Miranda back up. Yeah. And Miranda has been playing so well that he very well could have been the guy we traded if he was crushing in triple-A ball. So if yeah. you – you know, if, if he's doing well in the minors, that doesn't always correlate, especially as bad as he was hitting when he first came up. He was unconfident. Yeah. He was striking out. He was making, you know, poor fielding plays. And I think a lot of times what happens is your confidence at the plate gets carried into the field, and he starts making really good defensive plays. And so we didn't give up Miranda. We didn't give up Kirilov or, or um, Royce Lewis or any of these top And we prospects. talked about Kirilov. We thought we Kirilov was the guy that was going to go. Thought, yeah, we thought he was on the yeah. move. But, you know, like you said um, – not giving up on Miranda, I think. I think I hearing from the Twins clubhouse some beat reporters saying that Carlos Correa had special meetings with Rocco, saying, "Hey, you need to make sure Miranda stays on this ball club for a long time." I didn't hear. Is that right? Is wow. that right? Yeah, oh. and, and that's that's just something from Correa. I think that's just being as we know how his contract is. It's really something very noble, almost about yeah. the guy, like saying, "Hey, I can see that this kid is something special and." <laughs> like he has been in the past oh, few months. Goodness. I mean, just some of the at bats even he's been taking this weekend. Oh, it's just in, just a very smart almost hitter for his game age. For us today, but and I mean, we forget that. like he was minor league player of the year last year. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. And, I, and it's interesting too. You talk about Correa and, and all these decisions, um, giving a lot of input for somebody who may or may not be on the team next year. That's surprising to me that they would take so much of what he has to say. So. 
maybe they're thinking he'll you know not opt out next year which yeah. i don't i don't think correa is going anywhere that's my prediction <laughs> okay okay i disagree <laughs> uh, you, you, are, you thought we should trade for soto too so we'll, we'll, we'll leave it at that wait okay. a second i did not say that we i said no what do you think we should give up for soto on said they want half the team we would have no team what is he gonna play every position well the issue with correa is that he's not hitting well enough for a team to pay him for eight years right now so he's really not he may be stuck with us for another year just to prove that he can yeah. sign a seven-year deal for he's soto. been very like he's been good but he's just not been the Carlos yes, of the he's past. been so, over right. thirty million. I agree with that. But like you said, we picked up some awesome relievers. Jorge Lopez from Baltimore, wow. which has he's got some awesome stuff. So I knew him, and he came in and did great. He's like got right a, out of the gate, he's got a funny story where uh, last season he was a uh, starting pitcher, mm-hmm. very average, just very you know whatever. Mm-hmm. And Baltimore flipped him into a relieving role, and he bumped up his sinker and. Now he went to the All Star Game, one of the top closers in the league, and yeah. so like he's really shown that he's he's he belongs and a really good pickup for the Twins. You were saying your prediction was Miles was that Duran would now be eligible to be a starter because now he's he, that was never a natural fit for him. Well, yeah, theory. I mean, I think he that's where he wants to be, and that's where the organization would be best suited as mm-hmm. far as Duran being a. A starter because he's only been a starter up until this year, but he had he said injuries. he wants to go back to starting. Yeah, his his innings were low, and so it was a natural fit to move him into the bullpen role because they were like, and they, that's why they were doing a lot of two inning situations. They would every three days two innings, 25, 30 pitches. They had an innings count, so rather than having him pitch as a starter for two months and then cut him off, yeah, they've kind of stretched his. So I think naturally he can go back to because you can't have three plus pitches like he has that dominant of a fastball and waste that as as a closer. You know, there's Lopez is a perfect example. You can take a guy who's a slight a decent starter, you can teach him to focus on two pitches and he can be a solid closer. And he throws what 101 something like that? No, Upper he's 90. probably yeah, 98, okay. 99 if he's yeah. lucky. But also like uh talking about that, that brings us into like the team control aspect like Jorge Lopez will have team control. Um Tyler Molly who we picked up also from Cincinnati He's going to have team control, and that gives us flexibility to do, like, maybe we try Duran out in a starting position yeah. position role. But I think also, you know, the Twins, uh, they left it to, like, the last day, though, which that is was, very yeah, Minnesota Twins. As always. Yeah. We're <laughs> waiting the whole entire week. I'm, I'm sweating okay, through the weekend. somebody can clear this up, because I thought the last day was always July 31st. But it wasn't. It was like August 2nd or something like yeah, that. Yeah, it was Tuesday. This last it Tuesday. was two, so August 2nd. Yeah. Okay, I, and I didn't. Wasn't paying attention. I was like, "Oh, we're not trading for anybody." And even today. Monday, I was getting worried yeah. because yeah. nothing was coming across. Nothing was coming across. It was refreshing Twitter, and then you know Tuesday, <laughs> boom, boom, boom. Well, boom. And it was it, quick. Yeah, it just clearly indicates how having strong bullpen arms like that can affect the game because you, when you're able to go to somebody like Jax or Duran earlier, and you can you can move some of those other guys down to low leverage roles. It's just it makes your team so much better. And somebody like Mally who. Um, you know he's not an ace, but he said some. You know he was 13 and six a couple of years ago with a 3.75 ERA, and he pitches in a, in the second worst place to pitch in the league in Cincinnati. And so naturally he's going to do better pitching for the Twins. And if Buxton ever plays in center and Correa is playing up the middle, <laughs> he's got a great defense behind him. So he's, you know, his ERA should drop. I don't. Do you know yeah. what? Does anybody know what the logic is behind getting rid of Lopez? I mean, the Baltimore was in the hunt. I mean, I mean, they were legitimately. They're only like a game out of the. Yeah, the but thing. I mean, they didn't really have high aspirations. I feel like. I feel like maybe 
if they were in this position next year, they'd just maybe hang on to some people. But they got rid of Mancini too. Yeah, that I was just, that kind of was the Baltimore's out of it kind of. I I, I guess I guess, him. but they're they're like literally a game out of the. I don't know. They're I like three, that was they're three games back in the wild card, and they've won five in a row, even after the trade deadline. I think they lost yeah. today, but yeah. um, I think they're in a situation. I have a friend from New York who's a diehard Baltimore fan, and he, he texted me right away when we got Lopez. He's like, you know, you guys got a really good guy, and he's going to do well for you. And, and Fulmer. We got Michael Fulmer, yep. too. Oh, yeah. Talk about Fulmer. He's a solid from Detroit. Yep. It's a solid seventh inning, even eighth inning potential guy, who also, strangely enough, was a starter he was actually like a rookie of the year candidate like in 20, a few years ago. 2016? 2016. Think, yeah. And then converted to a, a setup guy now and, and you know, focus on a couple really good pitches. That's one of those situations where it's like he pitched to the Twins the night before, you know. Yeah. They kind of rocked him a little bit. And then the next day he's like, oh, I'm on the Twins. So I just <laughs> make that walk across the clubhouse into the yeah, Twins locker. Yeah, yeah. And the two worst worst appearances for Lopez were blown saves against yep, the Twins. Yep, against exactly. I was looking at I was like, who is this guy? He's got like a .76 ERA. Yeah. And the Twins just hit walk-off after walk-off. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, wow, apparently we can hit this guy. <laughs> Let's talk about the most blockbuster trade for the Twins is picking up Sandy Leo. Yes. What a guy. <laughs> I am in love with this guy. Yes. He's he's one of he's the, the big old boy behind the plate. I mean, his debut was amazing. Yeah, so I didn't know much about it. He, dude's huge, by the way. Yeah. I mean, you know. He's a big guy. He, um, he must be at, what, at least mid to late 30s? Yeah. Yeah. If you know him anywhere, it'd be when his time with the Red Sox, I'd imagine. Okay. Yeah. What I like about him, what he adds is, you know, uh, a veteran presence in the clubhouse. If they run deep, you know, we, uh, I heard um, Roy Smalley got interviewed the other day when he was on TV about how when the Twins got Don Baylor in 1987, um, manager came up to him, Kelly came up to him, he's like, well, what do you think, Roy, about getting uh, Don Baylor? And Baylor was way past his prime. He was barely going to play. And he's like, great guy, great clubhouse presence. Get him in there. And then he hits a big homer in the – the World Series, yeah. and you know, has a huge role in that. And so, he's Sandy Leone is not Don Baylor, but at the same time, he comes in, he brings experience and and all of that stuff. And and he also is, you can tell, he's a very smart receiving yes. catcher. Yes, he's he is. So yeah. much, yes. he's so much more in the right mindset than Sanchez. And you know, even just little things like the way he frames pitches, yep. like Sanchez will move it six inches. This is apparently that's how they. I used to play catcher in baseball. Mm-hmm. You used to be taught to if you move it more than two inches, the umpire will like hit you on the shoulder and be like, "Don't show me up." You know now they're they're teaching them to move it six inches, yeah. and so Leon will like kind of catch it and just do a little turn like that. And it seems like the umpires appreciate that. It's mm-hmm. uh, I think it, it's interesting because like it's a little flick of the wrist instead of a whole like. Now you yeah. see them your catcher like drop their glove on the ground and then like bring it up yeah. and <laughs> yeah, that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah. You know, just like doing like that. But yeah, he's like his first game. He like. He got. He arrived at Minnesota when they called him up from AAA, and Joe Ryan was pitching that day, and he had like twelve, only twelve hours to like prepare to catch that day. Yeah. And yes. So he shows up, and he like him and Joe have like instant connection, mm-hmm. and he calls an amazing game. And you don't yeah. see this too often, is that like Sandy Leone isn't on his knee ever. You know how yeah. that's a new thing. I didn't even right notice where, that. Yeah, that you know, they're always on, yeah. on their knees, their knees and yeah. he's the whole game. Boom. Well, and that's the thing, too. You know, you can get by with being a, a below-average offensive guy when you bring that much intelligence yeah. behind the plate. And, and, you know, the pitchers will immediately gravitate towards those catchers because they'll have guys that they only want to throw to those guys. Yeah. You know, the pitchers will pick their one guy, and they'll be like, I don't care if he hits 
you know, four home runs and hits 212. That's the guy yeah. I want to catch me. And yeah. he's been getting on base, so heck. Yeah. Yeah. That's and the, it that's seemed the bonus. for some reason he's batting ninth. And I was twice he's been walked on four pitches. I'm like, they're really scared of this big. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. They're pitching around him to get to the top of our order, which is stacked. Which is crazy. Because yeah, top of ours is Arias. I don't, you know. <laughs> no but yeah, I, I think I've heard a lot of, you know, the national beat writers, you know, the Jeff Passans saying that, mm-hmm. you know what, the John Boy saying, you know what, the Twins are probably number the number one people who knew what they needed and actually yeah. went out and got it for once. Yes. Yeah. So, like, and it's good to see, you know, like two games ago where the bullpen is, like, executed perfectly where you got um, – Duran in the eighth and then Lopez in the ninth and yep. it just works perfectly and yeah. it's just like this is yes. what it's supposed to be. So I think the twins have done an awesome job and there's been some exciting baseball. I feel like the, the target field attendance has gone up a lot even and just, just by the trade. You know? Yeah. They're yeah, they, I think they had two sellouts in a row. I don't know if today was, but yeah, two I, I think the thing is is that Kevin and I were talking about this the other day that even when they're losing, you know, because their bullpen blew 20 blown saves before all this. Yeah, which is even, insane, and they're still in first place. Even when they're losing, they're in these games. Yeah. You know, there's not a lot of games like they're – and if they are blowing leads, it's when Duffy comes in and gives up three runs at the end. Not okay, anymore. Okay. <laughs> not anymore. Full disclosure, I want Duffy gone forever. Gone. I know, I know. I know he's gone. They DFA'd him. And I texted you right away. I said this is like it was a holiday because I've wanted him gone for the whole year. <laughs> I wonder if anybody claimed him. That's my question. He was question. doing fine, though. He like, was not doing like, fine. No, but like he was doing yeah. better uh, yeah. a little like bit. Three, but he I had mean, three weeks that were solid. Yeah, and he came but back then and it's they like t- two out of three. We gave up five <laughs> runs the other day, and he was like, "Well, two of them weren't his." I'm like, "It didn't matter." Yeah. He gave yeah. up five <laughs> runs. Brutal, just brutal yeah. to watch him. I, I don't know what. There'll be a spot for someone else. Like, I feel like Smeltzer should come. We should bring him back and flip him into the into the. A relief position, long relief. He, yeah, same with Maeda, I think. Yeah. And and what was the one you guy. talked about today that we thought was a nice follow up to have him do the long oh, relief well, today? Oh well, I thought just logically with all the guys that were burnt out the last two games that Sands would come in and fill in like a three four inning. He did good. Today. Yeah, did yeah. great. He's been really struggling this year, but yeah. yeah, it's nice that the Twins they tend to not give up on guys that they think they they're really high on, like Nick Gordon. You know, they've not given up on Gordon, yeah. and he's finally starting oh, to show some time. <laughs> But you know, I've I've read a little bit about him. He he dealt with some major health issues like stomach issues, mm. and he wasn't able to put on or keep on weight. He was he was struggling between like 150 and 155, just skin and bones. And it's you know it's hard to hit a 96 mile an hour fastball when you're that small. Now yeah. he's up to like a buck 80 and yeah. hitting for some power, and he's a good player. So what about your final thoughts on where you think the Twins will go this season? Okay, so I, this is this is my prediction. A week and a half ago, I said. We're going to be lucky if we win one game. Now that I see the way the playoff situation is set up, I think we end up playing – I think we win the division and we end up playing Seattle or Tampa Bay in the first round. And I think we win in four or five games. I think we can win one series with, with this team, with the improved roster. And, um, you know, Chicago's got an easier schedule down the road. But I think the amount of times we play them, with them not improving and Cleveland not in- improving, I think uh, – we can win the division and win a series, which a lot of people, a lot of people are like, even if we make it, we have zero chance to win. It's like, I'm not going to play New York right away. It's different in the, in the postseason. Like. It is. And it's all about momentum. And, and what do we, we were 500 in July. That was only 500 a month yep. that we had. And we're, we're starting to win. 
and we're going to go on this. I think we'll be fine. I think uh, once we'll, we we'll get peak. snow back, everything will be fine. Uh, <laughs> we're going to have a podcast on snow and oh why I, God. okay. Thankfully, oh. there are some people that agree with me. But. Well, thank you for uh, being a guest. Uh, he's yeah. staying at my house and, and I said, oh, you got to come on. We got to talk yeah. about the trade stuff. And we were talking about the whole time in my house and I said, well, we'll put them on. Um, so thanks for being a guest on the Home Run Porch podcast. Thank you guys. So um, and we'll have you back again sometime. I'm Kevin. I'm Madison. Thanks for watching or listening.